Today's Leading Women episode 247 with the wonderful Roberta Greenspan. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Have a WordPress site or thinking of getting one? Bluehost offers unlimited hosting starting at $4.95 per month. Got your WordPress site hosted somewhere? No worries. Bluehost can help you transfer those domains fast and seamlessly easy. Join me and millions of others who trust Bluehost as our main hosting provider. Sign up today at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Roberta Greenspan. Roberta Greenspan, a seasoned healthcare executive and visionary with more than 30 years of professional healthcare experience in both the hospital and private practice setting, launched Special Docs Consultants, Inc. over 10 years ago. Special Docs is a healthcare consulting firm dedicated to transitioning traditional medical practices to personalized custom-designed concierge medicine models. Special Docs has provided more than 100 physicians across the United States with consulting, management and practice design services, along with accounting, legal, and marketing support as they transition to a concierge medicine practice. So women of the world, Ms. Roberta Greenspan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. My pleasure to be here. We are delighted to have you on the show as well, and I'm sure our listeners too. Now, Roberta, I really like what you're doing with your business, especially with special dogs. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, the sweat equity, the knowledge, and the experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and idea behind the niche? I can do my best to do that. I will tell you that it's relevant for your listeners to know that when I established Special Docs Consultants, which is a firm that transitions, as you mentioned, transitions traditional medical practices to the concierge model, there was very little known about this entire concept back in 2002. And what's so terribly relevant is that I knew nothing as well. So I had to do my own research to determine as best as I could what was out there. There were limited articles on on the internet, out there on the web. So it was difficult, but I felt intellectually challenged and I liked the concept. So it was worthy. And I was fortunate that a physician came to me. I was currently um, a healthcare administrator 
here in suburban Chicago, and one of the physicians on our medical staff had heard of the concept, so I cannot take credit for going out there. He came to me and said, have you ever heard of concierge medicine? And I said, no. But when he asked me to assist him in converting his practice from a traditional model, which had well over 2,000 patients, to a concierge model, which just had several hundred patients, it piqued my curiosity. So though I knew nothing, I was excited about the potential. And that's what got me started. That was the idea behind beginning to work for this singular physician. And I began as a consultant. Wow, I love what I'm hearing about your business and how it evolved and came into existence. And I'm sure our listeners were curious to hear that one as well. Now, what was that defining moment uh, prompted you to start a business and made you say, this is my business? Uh, that same physician became, as a result of all of my research and creating appropriate communication materials and documents, etc., he became extremely successful. He also went from being on that McDonald's medicine kind of a treadmill where he was seeing more and more patients in less and less time. He had increasing overhead and decreasing reimbursements. He went from that to being a very happy physician who had time in his life to uh, devote to his family, get a better uh, personal and professional life balance. He, he devoted much more time to each of the patients he saw, and he felt he was able to deliver much more targeted medical care and be much more proactive for all of his patients. And I saw that once he took back control of his life and he became so successful in this new practice model, he was a happy physician. But in addition, his patients were happier patients. So my defining moment was I said to myself, there's nothing negative here. In the end, it, it was a win-win situation for both the physician and his patients. I think this could be a business. And so it was. Wow, what a beautiful story. I mean, it started with the, the idea from that physician and then you help him um, get into that and then you help him succeed, saw him happy and uh, now it grew from there. What a beautiful story. Now, your business obviously has a vision to be the market leader in your industry and that resonates very well with a particular portion of our listeners. However, they really like to know what was the compelling vision for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out? Huh. I think if I'm going to be <laughs> completely candid with you here, I love the gratification that I feel when physicians say, not days, not weeks, not months, but even years later, how we have changed their life for the better. I never tire hearing that from our physician clients. When we visit them, they are far more relaxed. They visibly actually look 
younger. They smile more. It's such a gratifying feeling that I think that compels me and drives me to continue to do this for more and more physicians across the country. Yes, absolutely. I can see that. I mean, nothing feels better, feels good than knowing that what we're putting out there is making other people's lives better, easier, they're making them happy, you know, knowing that what we are impacting other people's lives. So the takeaway here for our listeners is to really create that vision for yourself and for your business that inspires you, you know, something that gives you direction, you know, something that motivates you. And it doesn't have to be a grand vision because this vision is going to grow with you as you grow and as your business grow. But the most important thing is that you write that vision, create the vision so that way you know that you have something to look forward to. Thank you for sharing that. Now let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Well, um, once again, I'm sort of revealing myself here with you, but the number one thing that comes to mind is my own personal trait that sometimes is good news and sometimes is bad news is that I'm a bit OCD. I'm extremely detail-oriented, so my focus has always been detailed execution of each component as we move through the practice transition process. That's probably the number one personal trait that really has served me quite well. Um, Another trait that I believe I have is excellent intuition. It's not all that difficult for me. I've noticed throughout the years when I worked in hospital administration and also in the private sector and medical practices that I don't have a difficult time getting myself uh, more or less inside the head of the patients so that I have a clear understanding of how they feel, what their needs are from their physician, what their desires are for their own health care. So that would be something that I think has served me well. And lastly, but equally importantly, something that I've never been willing to compromise on is our reputation for uncompromising integrity and transparency. Always. I think in the end, if you are fully transparent with your physician clients or with any client, no matter what your business is, you will have that established integrity for years to come, and that will always serve you well. We always tell our physician clients what they need to hear, not necessarily what they want to hear. We're not here to butter them up. We're not here to give them false praises so that they will sign our contracts. We have actually turned away far more prospective physicians than we have taken into special docs because we need to be true to ourselves and true to them. That's the only way that I can sleep at night. So I would say these are some strong personal traits and tenets that I believe in that have served special docs very well over the past 12 years. So that's the OCD attitude, which which means being detail oriented, uh, 
detailed execution, paying attention to those small details. And the second one is to is having that excellent intuition. And the third one is integrity and transparency. Great personal traits and qualities that you've just shared here. And the good thing is that we all can learn and cultivate this uh, traits that um, Roberto just shared with us and apply them in our lives, apply them in our business building activities. Um, this trace will really help us as we move forward in our business. So thank you for sharing those. Now let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Uh, I would say there are a few things that come to mind for me immediately. One of them is that, as we all know, if we've been out in the workaday world, if we've applied for a job, they always ask for references. Well, as we all know, if it's your first job right out of college, you don't have any references. So it's sort of a catch-22 that until you build references, until you have some experience, you can't give the next perspective employer any information about you. It's rather analogous in the business world because you've got to get out there and and somehow get visibility in your own particular professional space. And I knew nothing about how to market. I never even sold a Girl Scout cookie as a young girl growing up. This is the truth because I felt shy about it. I didn't know how to make the ask. I didn't know how to tell about myself, how to market even a Girl Scout cookie that I didn't even bake. So it was very difficult for me to build this business from the ground up knowing very little about marketing. And I would have served myself well had I, had, I, had I sought out some professional counsel to that end early on. I think the business probably would have grown more quickly and the visibility that we now have would have spread far and wide in a shorter period of time. Well, the I... I'll I definitely can relate to your uh, experience to that challenge that you've just shared because, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to this because this is one way, especially if we are just starting out to build, building our credibility, you know, marketing ourselves, getting us, getting our name known there, getting our products or getting our, our services out there. It's, it's really, especially if you're just starting out, it's really a challenge, but you really, really have to really push ourselves to get out there, get, get visible, be known for what you're doing. And, and if you believe in what you're putting out there, yes, it, it, there is a way to, to really push yourself out there. So this um, challenge that uh, Roberto just shared with us, I'm sure a lot of us can relate to it. And the good thing is that we all can learn from each other by sharing these uh, challenges and how, how, for example, Roberto managed to overcome this challenge. We all learn from each other and we can support each other in that way. So thank you for sharing that challenge that you've just shared and for, uh, for all of us to learn, especially for those, our listeners who are just starting out. 
Now, let's switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with us entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So, in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? Well, I have to admit, I was hoping you wouldn't ask that question because this is something I'm not very uh, positive about responding to. I'm still working on that. It is a challenge for me. It's an ongoing challenge for me. I will tell you that I have made some steps in the right direction. Sometimes they come back and uh, slap me in the face, so to speak. But I will tell you that one of the things I did is I've had the good fortune and the foresight to create a very empowered staff. And that has freed me up and allowed me to make some personal choices. The most important one of which for me personally was that I bought a house in Naples, Florida, And I decided that that was going to be my place to decompress, to add some variety to my life, to make some contributions in other areas besides just my business. Uh, What came back to slap me in the face on this one, uh, Marie Grace, is that, of course, it didn't take me too long. We built a room in the house that became our office. So once again, I'm working out of that house and spending more time than I ever intended to do by having a place to go that's now down there in Naples, Florida, where if I allowed myself to, I could be working as much as I work up here. So I think what this has taught me is that there are choices and you have to stick with those choices that you make and focus in and sometimes be very determined, which I have done my best with and I'm still working on it. For instance, in Florida, I am determined not to do that. I will not sit in that office in the house all day. So I'm continuing to add variety to my life down there and find interests and contributions that make me very happy. And I'm going to stick to it. It's a challenge, but I'm working on it. Yes, I agree with you. This is an area that we all, I'm sure, struggle with on a daily basis because I myself do. And oftentimes I say that work-life balance is a myth, especially for us entrepreneurs, because we are so driven in what we're doing that it's no longer work for us. But it's really yes. important, like what Robert just shared with us, because it's all about for us having uh, creating those choices, or having those choices. And the thing is, because we are entrepreneurs, we have we are flexible with our time. It's all about knowing those what are important to you and making time for them. And it's going to be different from you know, from each other. You know, what your current situation is, uh, work around it. You know, be flexible around your current situation. But the main thing that you to remember is not to neglect those areas that are important to you. Make, make deliberate time to make time for them, for yourself, for your family, for your business, of course, because which is really important. So for our listeners out there, this work-life balance, let's not make it complicated than it, than it is. We'll have to work around what our situation is at the moment. 
All right, so let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well and where that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, would like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Well, it's very interesting because I'm with you on the fact that personally for me, my success to me was never, ever defined by the bottom line. Uh, Of course, it feels good to have money in the bank, but that's never what it's been all about for me. Um, I, going back to what I talked about earlier, I take pleasure every day from being able to see happy physicians, happy patients, have know that I have really changed the lives. When, when I leave this world, I have made a difference. I've changed the lives of physicians and their patients. And I'm happy to say that I have really devoted time, effort, energy into solid relationships that I have maintained for years Way going way back to clients whose practices, whose medical practices I transitioned way back in 2003, 2004. If I'm in California or if I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, I, I still visit physicians whose practices I transitioned all those years ago. So the relationships are solid. That gives me pride and pleasure. Those are the kinds of benchmarks that, for me, determine what I call my success. Success is seeing happy clients, seeing happy physicians, seeing happy patients. Success is knowing that you've made a difference. Wow, what a great perspective. And I truly believe that the essence of success is really when we know that we are making a contribution because of what we're putting out there. Of course, the financial metrics are important because we are in business to be profitable. But at the end of the day, I truly believe that the true essence of success is really knowing that we are happy with what we're doing and also that we are making a contribution to the community or to the world in general. So love your perspective on that. Before we get to the highlight of our show, let's thank our sponsor. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing. Talking to wonderful women every day here at Today's Leading Women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Now, let's talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience, so take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur, and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn? 
learn? Would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you're headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Well, I guess for me, um, one thing that you may not know is that I was 59 years old when I established this business. So I think the most important message that any of your listeners can get out of this experience today is it's never too late. Never too late. You don't need to wait until you're 59 years old. I was free from a lot of family responsibilities at that point because my children were grown and married and I had grandchildren. So I realized that many of these challenges are compounded when you're a lot younger and you have many, many more family relationships, family and family relationships that you have obligations to. But there isn't any need to wait until you're my age to begin. I think you never want to look back and there's this expression, woulda, coulda, shoulda. I, I really feel that that's the one thing that I would have, could have, should have done is had I known that there was something out there for me a little bit sooner that would be this exciting, this challenging, this rewarding, I would have taken that risk. I would have taken a leap of faith. Uh, so again, I think it's called believe in yourself, take a risk, and don't wait. Although if you have waited and there are listeners out there who are thinking that they are in the twilight of their working years, they're not. I was 59. You do the math. I'm still working and I'm loving it. So it's never too late. Wow, what a golden uh, wisdom in what you've shared. And well, congratulations, by the way. You are such an inspiration. So now we... Our listeners are there and including me, we don't have any reason not to get started. So yes, I truly believe that it's never too late. You know, age doesn't matter when you, if you, you know, if you have a passion for something, if you know that you can, can create value or that you can uh, contribute something that can help other people's lives, get it out there and believe in your idea, believe in yourself. And of course, take the, take the risk, take the leap of faith because uh, it certainly, um, takes some guts also to jump into entrepreneurship. But if it is your call, if, it, if you feel that you you want to do this and also that you know you have, have value to provide the world, get into it. Not Don't wait any longer. Wow, I love that golden nugget that you just shared. So thank you for sharing that because I was like, that's really true. And let's learn from what, uh, what um, Roberta just shared because, I mean, I am really impressed. I'm really empowered with hearing her. I mean, starting her business at 59 and wow, and made it uh, successful. So for our listeners out there, don't be discouraged and don't get um, hung up on not getting started. So just get started. All right. What's one favorite business resource or a tool that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business and that which you can share our listeners with? Mm, a simple answer for me probably is that our corporate web presence uh, never ceases to amaze me. I just uh, cannot get over how technologically savvy the world has become. And for me, it's our web presence, hands down. Yes, I mean, 
I used to say that we almost have like zero barrier to um, starting a business nowadays because of technology that we can tap into. So absolutely for our listeners out there, there's a lot that we can tap into out there. Technology, social media, the platforms, the online uh, platforms that we have right now that are available for us right now, great resource and that we should really leverage them. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book or two that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally? Well, personally, I don't read a lot. I'm very spiritual, but I don't read a lot of self help books. And I don't read a lot of books that talk about how you can improve yourself professionally. Uh, I usually read fiction because that's one of the ways that I relax. Um, I love to read fiction. I'm a voracious reader. But I will say that I do read once in a while some professional advice books. And the one that really I could relate to that blew me out of the water is the book Lean In, the Sheryl Sandberg book entitled Lean In. She, as you know, is the COO of Facebook. And I that book resonated with me. I read certain chapters and certain paragraphs over and over because I so related, I so connected and hooked in to that book. Yes, that's a Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. Great resource. I mean, the tennis uh, that she has on that book, especially for empowerment of women, is really, really like, I was like hooked into reading it. Lots of uh, gems in that book. So I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. And also, by the way, with what uh, Robert just shared, I mean, reading fiction books, it's one, if, if it is those kind of books that relaxes you, that helps too. So it's not just uh, confined. We're not, we're not just going to confine ourselves to reading business books or marketing books or, so, or something, but other, other genres as well, because it's really important to widen our perspective. Now, Roberta, in my mind, you are a superhero, or shall I say superheroine, because you have done this, you have done that, but you've also experienced a lot of challenges that our listeners definitely relate. So if you are a superhero, who do you want to be and why? And it doesn't have to be a cartoon character, but can be someone you admire and look up to. Uh, frankly, Marie Grace, I don't believe in superheroes or superheroines. I do believe that small acts that regular people do, do make a difference, can make a difference, and do make a difference. I've read a lot about a famous actress, Audrey Hepburn, who, as we all know, made many, many movies quite a few years ago, but I think even our younger listeners know who Audrey Hepburn is. The interesting thing that I found about her and why I admire her so much is that she grew up during World War II and really had a very difficult childhood, Um, many times had literally nothing to eat, Uh, except soup made out of grass and some breadcrumbs. And once she became an actress and certainly had an expendable income, she began to work with the United Nations to improve the lives of poor children everywhere, but especially in Africa. She became a goodwill ambassador for um, UNICEF and involved herself in Somalia and cared for sick children. And I recently read that shortly before her death, 
from stomach cancer. She was here in the United States when she was diagnosed, and she wanted to go back home and die in her then home country of Switzerland. And she wouldn't even fly first class because she felt that the money that it would cost to fly first class would be better spent to donate to the poor starving children in Somalia. And as uncomfortable and in pain as she was, she flew coach. And that was a small act that made a big difference. So she is a woman I I truly admire. I don't know that she was a superhero, but that's the kind of woman that I admire. Yes, absolutely. Small acts uh, regular people do makes a difference, makes a big difference. Oh, I love that. And yes, absolutely. She's, she's really an inspiration to many. Audrey Hepburn. Last but not the least, Roberta, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service and where they can get it and what's the best way that they can connect with you and then we'll end from there. Well, certainly any of the listeners is welcome to email me directly. I'll give you my email address. I do answer all of my emails myself, personally. It may take me some time. I can't promise a 24-hour turnaround or even 48, but I absolutely will respond personally to every email. My email address is rgreenspan. So it's R-G-R-E-E-N-S-P-A-N at specialdocs, S-P-E-C-I-A-L-D-O-C-S dot com. All right. So that's the, her email is rgreenspan at specialdocs.com. And you can also check their website, specialdocs.com, and sign up for their newsletter um, if, for our listeners out there to be notified of what Roberta and her company is putting out there and check on what their products and services are if this is a right fit for you. Um, so that's specialdocs.com. Her email is rgreenspan at specialdocs.com. And by the way, all of this fantastic resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Roberta Greenspan or just type in her name on the search bar and it will find it for you. Again, the link is specialdocs.com and her email is rgreenspan at specialdocs.com. Roberta, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. And I hope that even one kernel of this conversation was important to your listeners out there. something that they can take away and that will inspire them. Absolutely. I truly believe in that because I was so moved by you as well. So thank you so much. You're very welcome. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two. Click the rate and review button. 
Step number three, say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW Fan of the Day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Oh, 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 oh,